0: Hi Rob, are you there?
1: Hey Rob, how are you doing?
0: Yes, very good, very good thanks.
1: Um,
0: So thank you for getting involved in our video conferencing and collaboration series. Uh, I'd like to start with um, a little bit I'm hearing around social collaboration uh, and Unify. Could you explain what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so um, when when Unify talk around social collaboration, it kind of comes in in two aspects but based around our circuit collaboration offer. So that's at the heart of, of when we talk about collaboration, we're really talking about our, our circuit application. And when you, you take that into the to the social environment, it's about socialization of the application. So making sure it's accessible wherever it needs to be accessible, accessible but also making it easy enough that any user can take advantage of it because you can't be social if you're hard to either deal with or hard to use. So when, when we talk about that, you know, in the first instance, the social collaboration pieces is, is around making it accessible and easy for everybody to use. So that, that's kind of the first step we see. The second aspect to it is about taking circuit and delivering it into social application, line of business application, uh, or, or an integration point that, our end user may want to embed that technology into, and, and and we see when you when you achieve that with your application, you're you're delivering much more than the core value proposition on the application itself. So that's kind of what we mean by the social collaboration stuff.
0: Okay. Does that include any element of social media, or am I confusing two technologies there?
1: Um, at the moment, that doesn't include formal application integration with things like Twitter or Facebook, but we have the capability to do that. So if you wanted a circuit conversation, so that, that's what we term threads or, uh, or forums or posts or whatever you, you're, you, you can perceive that as, mm-hmm. we can take those types of communication and embed them into conversations. Mm-hmm. So for example, we can have a conversation that polls Social media and brings it into the circuit environment. So that's that's all about you know socialisation to us. It's about giving an interface for the end user to to use what they want when they want.
0: Great. So it's it's kind of like a, a contextual communications feature where you're bringing the relevant information to the the front of the screen. Is that fair to say?
1: Absolutely. And and this is kind of where our single pane of glass theme comes from. The circuit.
0: Great, great. Yeah, that's it. And so, are you working on more integrations at the moment, deep in the lab of Unify?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, it, it, you know, when, when I look at our circuit roadmap, it's about delivering out of the box integrations. So, you know, we've just introduced OneDrive, for example, okay. um, but then also looking at verticalization from a, a user case perspective. So, you know, we've got ongoing work streams around universities, around airports, around medical environments where, you know, circuit can be used as the single pane of glass or embedded at the back ended line of business. So, so that work is, is absolutely ongoing.
0: So, so included in the circuit package by a, like an API that would connect these two worlds together. Is that, is that right?
1: Absolutely, and a, a development house out of our out of Athens that can help partners and end users with those integration pieces. There is a, a whole developer network for Circuit, but what we try and do is is include common stuff out of the box. So depending on which Circuit package the end user chooses, there are pre-built integration points in each of those packages.
0: Great, great stuff. And are there any other developments with Circuit? Re- recently that um that are quite hot
1: yes so so circuit for us is you know it's both a a kind of a kind of trojan horse sale for our partners but also an overlay sale into our voice environment so there's there's two big things we've focused on the last few months the first is circuit meeting room so taking circuit from the desktop or mobile or tablet environment and moving it to a more formal video conferencing environment. Um, And the second part is actually making circuit easy for our partners to sell. And that's been some development around our eStore. This is where we can embed um, an electronic trading platform into our partners' websites where their end users can order, manage, upgrade their own circuit environments. So that's kind of in the two key developments, but Circuit Meeting Room is is, is the really exciting one.
0: And could you tell me a little bit about Circuit Meeting Rooms, please?
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, we know organisations over the last 20 years have invested in all sorts of audio and video technology, whether that be, you know, a full on um, video conferencing suite, or whether that be a standardization on the laptop environment from a a webcam perspective. So so what we're trying to do with Meeting Room is is provide customers with a technology hub that is plug and play, um, agnostic as to what video or audio or display device the end user wants to use, but equally is simple enough that it can be transported between locations. You know, it, it's essentially a media server that, you know, brings together whatever audio, video and um, display technology the customer wants to use.
0: Right. So essentially a, a business could have pre-existing legacy video conferencing hardware, but you provide the glue to bring these worlds together. Is that
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so let's say you've invested. I'm an end user and I've invested. You know, money in, in nice big 50 inch display monitors, and I've bought my high end audio conferencing phone, and I've got a really good 4K camera. You can take those three elements, plug it into Circuit Meeting Room, and that then is connected not just to your circuit tenancy, but can be federated outside of that to any other circuit user. Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Very cool. So, that's a, a, a real Major step in Circuit's uh, life, I suppose, in the product lifetime.
1: A- absolutely, and and you know, and, and it's been designed to be priced aggressively. You know, it, it you know users have to acquire the hardware, but they take you know the, the license that drives it on a typical you know utility model like the rest of Circuit is. So it it really fits into to the life cycle of Circuit.
0: Great stuff, and. Just talking a little bit wider around the uh, the meeting room piece. Do you think you know the meeting rooms are the classic meeting room is, is changed? You know, is it going to continue to change?
1: Uh, massively. So, so I think now we're seeing, you know, your, your meeting room is is anywhere. You know, we we all you know work remotely. We work from different locations. You know, today I'm in our executive briefing centre. Tomorrow I could be at a partner event and in a hotel um, and, and, and you know wherever you lay your hat is your meeting room in that sort of scenario um, but I, I think what we're going to see is a, is, is a, a commoditization of that meeting room down you know right the way down to user level so you know something very simple that, that plugs and plays but then at the top end of the scale you're going to see you know these really immersive essentially purpose-built environments that you know, you know, take you on a, a much deeper experience than a, a laptop and a webcam can. And I'm, I'm not convinced there'll be that much in between, Rob. I think there'll be, there'll be the, the, the utility commodity meeting room and then you know, real top-end top end budget and top-end experience kind of pre-built environments.
0: Yeah, I see. I see. And do you think there's room for a hybrid era uh, in the next couple, three years? Or do you think people are just going to switch straight to cloud?
1: No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I think there'll be an acceleration to cloud as the easiest delivery mechanism. And certainly from a from an economics perspective, that makes sense. What What I think will initially drive that is the interoperability. So there's lots of standards in all technology. We we kind of know that. but. You know bridging those technologies together is where a lot of this will start making a lot more sense mm. so, you know you know in, in in messaging world we call it federation um but, but there has to become this this standard between solutions so it makes it you know again easy for customer a to talk to their customer b because you know meeting rooms and, and conferencing and collaboration aren't just about your own internal use. They're about, you know, talking and dealing with your customers as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is, is that unifies mantra when it comes to unified comms and collaboration, you know, simplicity, single pane?
1: Yeah, everything you'll see from us going forward should be about simplicity. You know, and that, that's not just at the at the UX level or the user experience level. That's you know from the way our partners access products, the way we we enable our partners to sell the products. But it, it's got to start off being simple, and and interoperable. You know, it's got to have an open standard on it to allow that you know connectivity of different platforms. And and definitely you'll see that in circuit. You're seeing it now with with the application integration points we have. It's it's all, you know, built for the common business application world.
0: Mm. Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. That's uh, a, a really good session. Thank you very much for your time today.
1: No problem. Thank you. Hi, Rob. you there? Hey, Rob. How you doing?
0: Yeah, good. So this one's not going to be played. So, you know, it's, it's just no taking, really. Um, So this is for our CXO series. So could you tell me a little bit about um, what you've been doing to help your partners uh, and customers potentially succeed in 2017?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So 2017 for Unify has um, been about the shift from being a direct business to absolutely being an indirect channel. Okay? So we we you know started this year, we were single-digit, indirect, we'll end this year at 90% of our revenue coming through channel partners. So we've taken our business on an absolute shift to align behind our channel partners and, and help them grow. And, and that growth this year has been focused around. Mid-market and cloud—they've been two very successful markets for us, and we've seen that be successful for other vendors as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's been a year of transition for us. You know, taking partners on that journey with us, that journey into cloud, that journey into different um, spaces has been really, really interesting. It's been, it's been, it's been very successful for us. Yeah,
0: so that—that's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean. It's almost, um, it's almost a throwaway comment, isn't it, to say, you know, that we've moved out our direct business into indirect. But I imagine that's been a huge task and and probably quite political at times. Or.
1: Absolutely. So, so the, the um, you know, you, you, you have interviewed Barry Tufts, who had this role before me. Um, Barry set this ship absolutely in the right direction. He 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 changed the internal thinking. He's changed internal process. He's really driven the business to move to this indirect model because we know that's that's our only way to grow in this marketplace. We need partners in that mix. And, and you know what? My job now is is to get the sales on that ship working. You know, get them up higher and get the ship moving quicker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. A lot going on in the industry at the moment. Lots of consolidation, lots of disruption, lots of vendors coming through. Um, I think we've got now ninety-seven in the ninety-seven UC vendors in the UK, uh, according to Cavell Group. I mean, it's just extraordinary, really. Um, you know, what, what, what kind of things do you think have been quite significant in 2017, and what kind of types of challenges or opportunities did they bring?
1: So, so you're absolutely right. 2017 I think we'll look back and see as a a year of consolidation and that's that's not just in vendors that's been in part of the landscape as well. some significant acquisitions that have you know ch- changed everything for traditional vendors, opened up opportunity for new disruptive vendors you know we've we've competed this year with names i I've not come across before, Rob you know you know you know from UC. Through to software PBX, through to new hosted cloud providers, it's it's been a really good and, and interesting year. Um, but the consolidation piece is interesting. You know, you're looking at, you know, people um, land grabbing market share, driving economy of scale, um, you know, driving um, that that sort of acquisition, you know, uh, acquisition business. Which which has been good, which has been good to watch, um, and as a company that was acquired two and a bit years ago by Atos, it's it's interesting to see how other people go through that transition. So uh, yeah, definitely that. Um, I think that we ha- we have a challenge in in our telephony marketplace with with the hosted providers. I, I think you're seeing a a real race to the bottom there, both t- in terms of price and Feature set and scalability. You know, I, I'd be concerned. You know, if I was a partner, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reselling a hosted platform at a couple of quid. You know, what what does that look like in terms of revenue in three years' time when that customer contract comes up? I, I, I think that's a concern. You know, and and that's that's down to the number of providers. Um, and and I think partners have struggled to differentiate this year.
0: Yeah. That... It seems to be a few vendors, not to mention any names, but a few vendors that are almost driving this direct model into the UK marketplace, um, which is really upsetting the Apple car, I would imagine. I mean, what are you seeing from a channel perspective?
1: Well, when, when you get a disruptive vendor come into the UK and they've got what, what a term an American model. So it's a very much a, an agency model yeah we're literally the person selling that vendor's product is delivering it could be said a zero value add it it is gonna it is gonna drive partners to either step up to the plate and and be able to explain their value add and explain you know the way they go to market or they are just gonna they're just gonna join that spiral to the bottom Mm -hmm. And i'm not saying either way is wrong I'm just saying it will make partners think about what their portfolio looks like going forward. And some models will suit some partners and other models will will, will suit perhaps more value driven partners. And and, and we're focusing on that bit. We're focusing on that that value drive rather than a race to the bottom.
0: Good, good, good. In terms of other um, opportunities that you might have seen coming through this year, any I mean, we've been talking the collaboration piece for quite a while. It seems that, you know, with Microsoft's recent move uh, to Microsoft Teams, you know, UCNC seems to have kind of almost moved up a, a CIO's priority list a little bit more nowadays. Um, you know, and that that must be bringing lots of opportunity with for your partners with Circuit. Um, you know, the collaboration space. What what do you think? About that. Is, that, is that bringing lots of new opportunity, or is it are we still trying to work it out?
1: No, I, I think I think we we've, we've done the journey of unified communications, and, and now collaboration is that is that next step conversation because it it moves itself outside of a traditional telephony marketplace or conversation. So you you think about collaboration. Collaboration can be an opening opportunity into a customer. It can be a closing conversation for a customer, so it kind of it kind of scales all 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 ways that a, a partner can interact with an end user because it touches so many aspects of um, the way the way an end user would do business you know it, it, it could just be a completely separate messaging platform, it could be um, a, a telephony. Conferencing collaboration platform. It can be it can be a lot of things to a lot of people, and and that'll allow partners to have lots of conversations and stimulate a bucket load of opportunity, and that's what we're seeing.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like twenty eighteen is going to be the year of collaboration, isn't
1: it? Um... It, it does, and, and that that then naturally leads on to this digital transformation piece. So, uh, I'll give you an example. We we've had an education customer who's had legacy equipment from us forever, okay? And paying a support contract on that and uh, the cost to upgrade that um, far outweighed, in that customer's case, you know, a transition to the cloud, you know, and and that is a digital transformation. Taking customer on the journey from on-prem equipment to the cloud is absolutely a digital journey. It's the first step on a digital journey, but what it does is it takes that customer on the thinking of I can do much more, not necessarily with a high capital expenditure. So Is it, that's, a, that's a theme for next year.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we are moving to the cloud. I mean, are we, are your partners changing? Uh, you know, are your customers, let's talk about your channel partners. Are, are your channel partners changing? Are they going through their own digital transformations?
1: We're trying to enable that. You know, that, that, that is not a complete journey. We, you know, we have, we have our parent company, Atos, that has absolutely done that and are now taking that to market with their customers. What, what, you know, our responsibility as a vendor is, is, is to show our partners the way, is, is, you know, allow a partner to leverage our skill set, our portfolio, um, and make the most of that to, to take their customers on that digital journey. And it will start with the partners, you know, the, the uptake on, on Circuit as a collaboration act from our partners has been phenomenal. You know, but, but that, that's just the starting point. It's then translating that into a use case for their customers. And that use case can't just be commercial, although it might be a starting point. It's gotta be about that transformation. And, and, and we'll slowly feed that into our partner base because if you do too much at once, it's not going to stick. It's not going to be learned. You, you, you've got to do that, again, as part of the journey.
0: Mm, it's an interesting one, isn't it? A team collaboration software. Is it, you know, how do you, I suppose you've got to try and get that into the, the customer journey, but how, how do you make margin out of, of team, app, team apps? Is it? Right.
1: You, have to take, you have to take two views of it. One is it's got to be a longer term margin and revenue view because the, the standard commercial model for these team apps is, is utility price per user per month. Yeah. You've got to change your business that way. The second way is if you can integrate that collaboration application into the customer's line of business in an effective way that's simple to use, you will have that customer for a significantly longer time than a straightforward vanilla sale.
0: Yeah, so this isn't your classic CapEx made a lot of, you know, make some profit kind of sale. It's longer retention, reduced churn, yep. you know, play, isn't it? Yeah, and long term, uh, I suppose, revenue collection as well. But um
1: and, and, and partners have got a massive opportunity to do this every single month. So, you know, we're lucky in the UK. We've got a mature cloud telephony world. Okay, and, and most of uh, the UK partners, not, not just Unify, any vendors, will, will have a base of hosted telephony customers. What those partners should be thinking is, when that contract comes to the end of its three years, how do I re that customer, make them more sticky, and take them on the next step of that digital transformation? And, and that's what we're doing with our partners. And, and I get quite excited about it, Rob. It's it's a real, it's a real vendor-led learning experience, and, and 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 we can add loads of value to partners on that. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I can imagine it is quite exciting and very measurable. To, you know, when you can see see the results there right in front of you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so um, just to finish up, then let's let's talk about some top tips for partners in the up and coming year. Yeah. What would what would be on the top of your your list?
1: Right. Differentiation. You know, think about how you can take your product portfolio and really turn it into something that's your own as that partner. Whether that's a services wrap, whether that's a um, a journey like we just talked about, or or, or whether that's just, just setting yourself out differently regionally from your local competitors. So, so, so number one, you know, differentiate what you're doing, and then you're going to avoid this race to the bottom. Okay. Second thing, I'd be looking very, very closely at what Cisco are going to do with Broadsoft. Very, very closely, because I have a feeling that is going to change the service provider hosted landscape um, completely. Hmm. Interesting. And, that, and that's going to change the competitive landscape massively as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. No. Let's leave, let's leave that one at that. <laughs> but, unless you'd like to expand on that, um, It might be for. But, um, anything else on your list?
1: Um. So keep an eye on compliance. You know, GDPR is not just about meeting a standard. Or or meeting data requirements it's going to change the way our partners market to customers yeah I, I think you know we talk about digital journey that digital journey has to start with a digital relationship so so think about driving your marketing spend and marketing activity to that digital relationship rather than traditional email followed by phone call I think there should be a major focus on that and and you know, GDPR will also change the way your customers buy like technology as well. So you've got to be aligned and understand the impact of that to, to your customer.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Very, very good point. Uh, okay. Any others on there or will that do? Tell it to you.
1: I, I think that's um, that covered everything I've kind of made a note on. Um,
0: that's great. Really good.
1: Is that all right, Rob?
0: Yes, brilliant. Really good piece. Uh some really good messages in there. Let me just press stop on the recorder one second. Uh, okay, it's done